0: Tech Talk talk. with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, Caroline Lennon will join me to talk about her move from Air to Salesforce and the company's brand new office block in Dublin. Plus, should we be more concerned about the prospect of Guardi using facial recognition in body-worn cameras? As always, you can email the show Tech Talk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Twitter at NT uh, On Thursday of this week, Salesforce Ireland opened a brand new office down on the Silicon Docks in Dublin. It is a stunning building. It is a huge HQ for the company. And I got to catch up with the country lead, Caroline Lennon. Now, you may know Caroline from her days at AIR. She was there for a long period of time and was the face and the voice of the brand as it went through different projects, whether that was new owners, the rollout of 5G, the National Broadband Plan. She was front and centre. However, she left the company around a year ago and started working for Salesforce around 10 months ago. So earlier this week, I got to catch up with her and I started by asking her how she's finding that move. Yes, yeah, so I've been here just over 10 months. It's still counting in months. Uh, I think, yeah, so
1: it's it's been a big transition, but I suppose um, the opportunity to join Salesforce like was too compelling an option, I think, to ignore market leader in its fields, very purpose-led, you know, and when you look at the values, particularly around customer equality and trust. I just, they really sort of resonated with me. So um, the opportunity to work for a company like that and to try and be a leader in a different kind of model was very compelling and delighted to getting on really well, really enjoying it and delighted that uh, I took the opportunity. I think also as well, um, impressed by Salesforce's commitment to Ireland. I think, you know, a, a lot of people don't know, but have been investing consistently in Ireland for over two decades. I launched here back in 2000 and, you know, the first office um, to be opened outside the US, you know, which again, it was incredible, you know. So I think it really shows that, you know, that uh, commitment to Dublin and Ireland as a strategic location or hope for Salesforce. So, you know, very, you know, very attractive and great people here. Like Mm. great people, super focused on the customer and delivering for the customer, but also equally, which I absolutely love and, and there are amazing energy around it, Uh, invest in their community yeah the the amount of volunteering the volunteering opportunities the volunteering hours the philanthropy you know the equality agendas like amazing amazing people so you know I've it's been yeah it's been a really nice 10 months tough uh, getting to know a new industry and getting to know all these new people I kind of knew my way around around there by the time I left Mm -hmm. but uh really enjoying it and going really well so far
0: Well, that's great to hear. We did a special programme with Salesforce uh, when the company celebrated its 20th anniversary in Ireland. And we looked back at the way Ireland was 20 years ago when Salesforce decided to move to here and the fact that it was the first office outside of the US and the importance of the Ireland office in the global Salesforce operation because sometimes we're looked upon as that small little sister over to the side. But it does seem that Ireland does play a key role in the overall Salesforce operation. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, like, when you think about that, like the first um, office outside the US, you know, the largest uh, office hub in EMEA. So, you know, sort of a center of excellence. We have, we have 28 nationalities, you know, based out of the Ireland office and you know we have you know finance teams technology teams sales teams like the whole breadth of i suppose the different parts of the salesforce organization are all to be found you know in salesforce ireland in in, a, in salesforce Tower of dublin so i think you know a hugely important part of the overall salesforce kind of infrastructure and as i said key hope for me and a key
0: hope for salesforce mm-hmm. and obviously you joined at a really interesting time where there was a lot of Uh, I suppose, readjustment post-COVID, so whether that was in terms of staffing, in terms of remote working, the office space. But this week we're chatting because you're continuing to grow and you've opened the doors of a new office space. So talk to me a little bit about, just from a personal point of view rather than a business point of view to begin with, coming in at that time where there was a lot of transitions going on.
1: Yeah, so I suppose, uh, so we'll talk about the office in a second, but yeah, so so when I when I first started, uh, the, we were in, you know, three offices, you know, based in three different parts of Dublin. I was trying to get to know everyone. I was like doing a day here, a day there. I didn't know whether I was coming or going a lot of the time and just trying to get my, you know, to meet people and kind of interact. And, you know, we had people in the office, we had people working hybrid or whatever, but I suppose that... Salesforce was always hybrid organization, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think, you know, that was, that was in our DNA, you know, b- before COVID. I think, and I think we also accepted that, you know, the new world is hybrid and it is connected. And I suppose, but the good thing about our current building is it was developed with the future in, mo- in mind. So it, was, it wasn't all about like your standard office it was thought about as how do we build a place where people can collaborate? You know, How do we think about sustainability and how do we think about employees' wellness? Now, this is all pre-COVID, so people thinking really far ahead and thinking future of, of the office. So to be and like, for example, we have 70% more collaboration space in this office than we ever had before. So for us, it is about you know, creating spaces for employees to get in front of customers. To collaborate more or maybe to have a quiet time. We've got libraries and quiet zones and wellness centres so that was an amazing catalyst actually for people to come back into the office and I suppose we, we don't have rules but what we do is we empower our managers to agree with their teams you know what's you know how where they should work and when they should work but I think in you know this was designed as a place where we thought we could grow productivity because by creating that dynamic and those different spaces, and that you know that idea around collaboration, that it would encourage people to come in, and that's what we found. So for me, it's been amazing to go from the three offices into one office with this, you know, this different design with the collaboration space. We've got a 150-person auditorium downstairs. We had a customer innovation day there a week or so ago to be able to host that in our own building rather than have to use a hotel. Then we were able to, you know, entertain customers for lunch up on our HANA floor and just and we're delighted so far, like the energy, you'll have to come in and see us, but the energy and the kind of excitement around the building, it really feels like it's living up to its design, you know, its design thinking. I wish I could take credit for that. That was all done before my time. I'm just the lucky beneficiary of this, you know, extraordinary building that people seem to really want to come into, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm dying to go down and have a snooper around. And I think that's so interesting that these conversations were going on before COVID because we've seen so many leaders come out and make big, bold statements about we're never going to be in the office again or everyone has to come back now. And one thing that I've learned is that you can't really have a fast and hard rule because every person is different, every role is different, every situation is different. So do you think that flexible mindset while always watching the bottom line and the productivity and the output, that's the future of work rather than this or that. Absolutely.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think you, you have to look at, you know, the role, the organization, you know, what's going on, the space. So I think it is about that flexibility. Like we, for example, we want our sales customers, our sales staff to be with our customers. -hmm. You know, so we want them out and about, you know, and talking to their customers and supporting their customers in their digital transformation. You know, we have finance people here who might want a quiet time, but they might want to do their quiet time here, depending on how noisy their house is, or they might want to do it at home. But I think for me, it's about trusting your leaders and your managers and your people and people agreeing, you know, what's going to work. And as you say, of course, we have to be productive, we have to deliver, we have to deliver for our customers, we have to deliver for Salesforce. But I think absolutely flexibility is the model there is no black and white we're kind of we're living in the gray and we need to embrace that and you know and and make the right decisions you know based on on, on teams um
0: I alluded to it a second ago, but obviously it's been a turbulent time. We've seen job cuts take place in the tech sector. Um, I saw you were speaking at the Connected Remodel uh, launch event with the Business Post recently, and you said that we can't fully draw a line under that turbulent period just yet. Do you think that we're still working our way through it?
1: Well, I think if you look at 2023 for all businesses, not just the tech sector, like there's still quite a, a... a degree of uncertainty out there. Like there still are economic headwinds. Okay, inflation's come down, but it's still there. And, you know, there's still a lot of sort of unpredictability out there. So I think nobody can say that everything's kind of settled down now and it's back to business unusual, usual, no matter what industry uh, you're in. However, what I would say for us, and, you know, because I'm out there talking to, to business leaders and we're here, like every CEO I talk to, digital transformation is at the top of their agenda. How can I drive growth? Get more efficient, you know, through uh, my digital transformation. And a lot of talk recently, in particular, about data, making great use of my data, um, using AI, and how can I automate tasks that make sense to automate. So that's coming through. so you I mean, that's you know, that's our absolute bed and butter. We're at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really optimistic that we have we have great products. We have really good customers. I mean, if, if you take an example of some of the customers that we have here, uh, we've got the Kerry Group. Kerry Group is a, a customer of, of Salesforce. And they're, they've basically really enhanced um, the experience for their customers and their employees by using one of our platforms to build a personalized self-service um, um, a platform, a portal, across their entire customer experience. You know, and that's on the way on their digital the journey, we've got CPL, you know, in terms of talent and, and hiring. So they've now got a unique, again, using Salesforce platforms and a unique, unique view of their customers and their clients. And they've told us that's delivered a million euros worth of value. And some of the processes are more productive now by 75%. So do I think that everything's going to calm down? No, but do I think we have the right products and services for customers, you know, who are all grappling with that digital transformation? I think. I think, yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's as I said, it's great to be in a market leader like Salesforce that is right at the forefront. Um, you know, if I look, I, I can't think of a company that's more mission critical in today's environment than ours. Every business leader, digital transformation, top of their agenda, and we're the trusted digital advisor.
0: And that's something that I think I've tried to reinforce on the show over the last number of months. The companies that have had to make restructurings or let people go, you're not stopping the innovation. You're continuing to grow. These are sort of corrections and obviously it's unfortunate and it's never pleasant to see people losing their jobs. But the innovation is continuing because there's still work to be done.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we, we still have, you know, over 2,800 people in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're continually integrated. It, like innovation is one of Salesforce's core values. You know, they've been innovating for the last, you know, 22 years and continue to do that on the back of, listening to our customers and trying to help our customers deliver ahead of their all changing customer needs, you know, to try and stay ahead of that. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's still investment, there's still innovation, there's still investment in beautiful buildings like this one, you know, trying to do different things around collaboration and innovation. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, And corrections have to take place. I mean, I think, you know, it's much better to correct and make sure that you have a, you know, you have a great business for the future than to ignore what needs to be done. But as you said, innovation and investment continue all the time.
0: One thing that's come up throughout the conversation when we've been talking now is the importance of that connection, the human connection. So whether it is with your staff, with your teams or with your customers, because for a while there, a few years ago, it felt like we were going into the automated customer service world and that was the height of it. Everything was just going to be press six for whatever. Am I right in saying that uh, at Salesforce you're bringing back that element of humanity and sort of celebrating the importance of that human connection? Yeah, I think it's you
1: know it, as I said it's it's a purpose and values led company and I think it was always about you know pulling people together and to innovate and to be creative and to, you know to connect with the customers and you know always encourage people to go out there and have those face to face connections. So. I think it is it is that, you know, optimization of that. You know, what's good to do together? What's good to do, what's to, to do together with a customer, with an employee, with a team member? And what is maybe a value, a low value add task that could easily be automated and allow people's time then to, to work on, you know, the new innovation that, you know, the creative moment or whatever. So it's, fun, you know, I think that's been at, you know, Salesforce's kind of DNA since the start. And I think that's really important. And it's why, like, despite, Turbulent times, while you know we still believe in our one 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 model. You know, one percent of um of profit, one percent of product, and one percent of time go back into our local communities. We didn't, we never stepped away from that. You know, no matter what's happening. You know, there's volunteering events. We had, I I brought my love of Special Olympics to Salesforce. We had, you know, a load of people out. You know, for their uh, shaking buckets for their collection day on the twenty first. You know, all those events going on. You know, because, and that is about that human connection you know, face-to-face, person-to-person. I I think that's really important. And, you know, it's one of the things I really like about Salesforce.
0: My final question. So we started by asking how you're finding things. You've been one of the most uh, well-known, most prolific uh, senior executive figures in Ireland for such a long time. Have you found it exciting to make such a big career shift you know, because you could have easily stayed where you were, and you were at the top of your game, and you were well known. You were well established, well respected. That fear factor and that sense of imposter syndrome that I know a lot of people get. I was curious. Did you ever get an element of that, or were you just like, "I'm shit hot. I'm going to keep on going"? <laughs> oh my
1: god! If I said on your podcast, "I'm shit hot," my sons would all completely disagree. No, no,
0: no,
1: no. I think you. I think everyone needs. To, well, I. Everything new that you do is scary. You just have to accept that. That is just life. And almost it's a bit worrying if it's not scary. So, I think, so of course, to move to a new industry and a new organization is somewhat scary. And, you know, and where you've been well established and you're kind of starting again, but it's also super exciting. And actually, what it reminds me and reminded me was it's really good for your brain and your, to do new things, to learn new things, to kind of challenge yourself or whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, of course, some, some scary moments, but, uh, but really delighted to have kind of tested myself again. And honestly, I don't think I could have put a, picked a better organization to kind of, to do that in because I'm learning a lot. I'm loving the people, loving the values and have, having a great experience. But of course, of course, uh, always, always a bit scary when you, when you do something brand new.
0: Well, look, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I really do appreciate your time and we will definitely be down for a snoop around your new dig soon. Caroline, thank you so much. Thanks, Jess. That was country lead at Salesforce, Caroline Lennon. Now, when we come back here on News Talk, we'll be asking if we should be more concerned at the prospect of Guardi using facial recognition within body cams. Stay tuned.